Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Property Talk on the Tyne. So last month we discussed the Right Move House Price Index for April. And it's that time again in May where we discuss the data that Rightmove release based on all of the market information that they hold. So you might remember last month we had a fantastic month in terms of figures if you own property. And it meant the average property price coming to market had hit an all-time high and it was a 2.1% monthly jump. Now that's absolutely fantastic if you own properties. Um, not so good if you're looking to buy though because it is still tough out there. Um, we think that there was a couple of very interesting stats that came out. Now, you might remember there was also the lowest average number of days that it took to sell a property. And alongside that, estate agents like myself uh, had the lowest stock levels since right when we started recording data. So not only did the property prices jump, properties were selling quicker than they've ever sold and agents have less properties to sell. So it seems like we're certainly in a, in a time of increased demand and low supply, which means only one thing, and that's property prices are increasing. One of the other things that was really interesting last month from the report was that Rightmove actually said that for the first time ever, they had buyers browsing their site for over 2 billion minutes for the first time ever. So there's definitely some demand there, according to the ARO report. Now, this month in May seems to continue with a similar sort of trend. So the average price of property coming to the markets jumped once again. So 2.1% last month, a further 1.8% increase this month. And that takes the average price of property coming to the market to an all-time high once again of 333564 Now, the key thing I've taken away from the, the May House Price Index, which was released just recently, is I think we're starting to close the gap between the North and the South, which bodes well for the likes of Boris and East Crony, so we're all interested in levelling up the country and getting the right balance across the different areas. So with that in mind, one of the stats that was quite interesting to read was average London house prices are 2.9 times higher than prices in the northern areas of Britain. Now, although that's still high, it's the lowest ratio ever recorded from right move since the start of back in 2013 so kind of showing that you know london isn't as popular as what it once was there's a lot of people displaced from major cities like london and you know they've took that big wages and they've gone back to living in that the home cities of the north and um, where they're able to work from home now or commute into work once or twice a week so you know there's definitely some changes in people's lifestyle there as well now, it's said that London house prices have stood still at 0.2% since the first lockdown, uh, but areas further north have seen double-digit increases. And due to the shortfall in supply, that suits people's changed needs and lives. So, you know, again, just proving that the north seems to be the place where it's at, at the minute. But one of the things it said was that Wales was leading the way with 13% increases, followed by the northwest at 111 now, again, that's people moving out to more rural locations as the demand for space in case there ever is more lockdowns. It seems to be that it's lifestyle changes that are driving a lot of these this demand and not necessarily the stamp duty as everyone's previously thought. 
Um, and what it said was the great the North still sees greater imbalance between demand and supply um, than what London does because we've had such a mass dispersal of people from London. Um, in the, the number of people still buying in the northern areas it, it seems to be just increasing as people look to buy in th- places like Northumberland, staycation homes, you know, people are moving back to the home city. So certainly interesting times. So moving on, looking through the report, there was, there's been some really, really interesting information that's came out. Uh, and I suppose when you look at it, it just kind of su- suggests that we're in a bubble where the market is increasing. So again, the average asking price trend, just looking back through the data since January, it's just continually increased. You know, back in January, the average price was something like 316000 and now we're to you know, 333 So certainly a big increase. Um, again, five-year asking price trends that are on there, they seem to have just gone one way again since the beginning of the year. And for me, these sort of things are things that I think will continue to increase. We're having a lot of people say that the stamp duty is going to create a lot less demand and, you know, the supply may catch up. But I just personally don't see it because, you know, just to give you a bit of an example, my sister's currently looking to buy a property herself to live in. Um, And over the last week, she's rang up about four different homes, two of which weren't even accepting any further viewings. Now, remember, we knew those properties were on the market the first day they came on. So for my sister to ring up on the first day that it came on and be told that they're taking no more viewings, says how much demand there is in the market. The third property that you did manage to view was a corporate property sale. So, you know, they're always going to allow the viewings. And that one was on the market for 160000 and it's already up to bids of 175. Uh, it's an absolute wreck. It needs tons of work, and there's one already renovated on the same street for 200000 So there's no profit margin in that one for anybody looking at it as an investment. But it just shows, again, from a home point of view, you know, houses are popular at the minute. And the final view which I carried out was just on Saturday, a lovely little place in Belfast, and there was 70 viewings on Saturday alone. So I don't care what anybody says, when the stamp duty holiday ends, it might cause quite a bit of commotion in the south where the house prices are significantly higher. Uh, now, remember, our average house price here in the northeast, I think, covers around £168,000 or somewhere there or thereabouts. The national average is 333 so we're not going to feel the hit of the stamp duty as much as what some of these southern regions are. Because when we've got this much pent-up demand, we've still got quite a few buyers who are literally just going back to work now, who are coming back from furlough, who are still on flexi-furlough. And those guys are still going to find it hard to get a mortgage right now. So I personally think stamp duty isn't going to affect us up north. I think the demand's going to continue. Um, you know, the government aren't going to put the brakes on it anytime soon. We can't see the interest rates rising. And I still believe we have a portion of society who aren't in a position to buy because of the furlough scheme. So for me, I think the demand levels will continue to rise throughout this year. Um, and I think as things get to normality probably next year and the pent-up demand's being met, I think we might start seeing things tail off come, you know, the start of next year. But I'll, uh, I'll hold that thought until we see where we'll go with the rest of the year. So again, monthly change in asking prices if I'm looking at the data. It's continually rose all year, except for January, where there was a slight blip. Um, but, you know, the last couple of months is 1.8% increase, 2.1 and 0.8. So, you know, some significant increases in the 
property prices that have been listed. Now, again, following on from last month's um, report, the properties were being secured in record time. That trend's continued and it's dropped from 51 days on average to secure a buyer to 45. Now, that is a very, very significant jump, I think, and it just shows how quick stuff actually are selling. Now, what was interesting was is the average stock per agent has just slightly risen um, from 55 properties in March to 56 in April. Now, remember, this report always lags by a month, so the May report's based on April's data. Now, that's seen the market increase, the, the agents increase that kind of number of properties that they had for sale. Now, again, one of the things that I noticed via my own agency, so we track the number of valuations that we carry out, how many are converted to market, and how many go on and subsequently sell. For me, it's a very good way to keep my eye on the market, and not just that, and keep my eye on my value for the estate agents, make sure they're doing their job. But what we seen last month was there was, a, there was a lot of probate valuations. Now, you know, historically, deaths in the winter for old people has been a common kind of occurrence. And it is one of the things that you tend to see around about the March, April time is, is, you know, some of the elderly people have died due to bad weather and, you know, hypothermia, flu, colds, etc., whatever it may be. We do tend to find a, a number of probate properties coming to market, like you say, Easter time onwards, etc. And that seems to have continued this year. Now, what I will say is a lot of those properties have had the valuations, but not a lot have actually came to market. So I do think we have some supplier properties coming to market in the near future. Uh, I can't say the average stock per agent getting back to pre-Christmas levels where we were at 66 properties per agent. We're currently sitting at 56. But I can say that ever so slightly increasing. So it might be that there is properties coming to the market, guys. Um, so don't necessarily just jump in. Uh, if, if you feel like you're, if you're speaking to agents, ask them, how are you having plenty of valuations? Because sometimes there is a lag between the valuation happening and the property coming to market as things like probate are granted or marital splits decide that they're actually going to sell the house and not give it one more go. So ask your agents and get a good idea what the market's like in your area. Uh, if they're not getting a lot of valuations, what I would suggest is you buy something now because, like I say, I can only see the market going one way, particularly in the north, by the way. In the south, if you're going to have a bit of a slowdown for stamp duty, it might be that you take your foot off the gas now, sit back for six or eight weeks, and then reassess when you see what's came on the market, kind of July, August time, I would say. So again, let's look at the, the regional data now from the report. So again, fantastic news for the Northeast once again. It was a 1.3% monthly change in price, and that's meant over the year that we're having gains of around about 6.7%. Which is putting the average property price at 164,000. Again, from the report, the Northeast still proves that it's the cheapest by average price. And I've said it before, but 164,000 pound gets you a lot in the Northeast. And um, the average kind of three bed semi that we're probably selling by my agency is probably anywhere from 100 to 140,000. So I think that average is quite high for our area. Um, when you think an average flat's probably 60 to 80,000 pound you probably get something like 450 to £550 per calendar month in rent on that. Now, again, London still leads the way with the highest average price. No surprise there. Um, but the gap there between the prices does look like it's changing. Standout performer has to be Wales. 2% increase last month alone and 13% over the last year. 
Um, average house prices there sitting around the two hundred twenty-five thousand pound mark. So we're definitely seeing displacement of people in areas that benefit from a lot of rural kind of properties or a bit more space as a result of being locked down for so long. And um, Wales doing so well. And we have to remember though, Wales was in lockdown for longer than England, so their demand levels may even be substantially higher than what we have currently in our area. So again, looking through that report, I think it's safe to say the market looks like it's only going one way. Um, I do think that's going to continue. So factor that in mind if you're going out viewing properties. You know, if you're looking at putting an offer on a property, just be conscious a lot of properties are selling over asking price. Um, and don't penny pinch because, you know, if, if the property price does increase by another one and a half, two percent in a month, and that property's on for 150000 you could argue it's going to be worth 153000 this time next month. So by the time you complete, if you have had to overpay by a thousand or two, I wouldn't get too bogged down in it because the alternative is you keep trying to buy, you end up not buying for another two or three months, and you end up paying over the odds anyway in a market like this. So again, if your money's sitting in the bank doing nothing, I would suggest property is a very, very good investment at the moment. If you're looking to hold it for the medium to long term, um, you know, short, short term, we might see some dips in the market as kind of the government put the brakes on all this, you know, extra spending that they're chucking our way. But it doesn't look like it at the moment that that's going to happen. If anything, they look like they're going to continue to spend their way out of this kind of mess that we're finding ourselves in off the back of the pandemic. Um, and the market's looking really good right now. So if, it, if you are looking to sell, definitely a good time to be going to market. I particularly say it's a good time if you're looking to step up the ladder as well. So if you're selling your first kind of property, whether that's a little small starter flat at home, and you're looking to get your kind of your three-bedroom, semi-three-bedroom detached, etc., now's the time because if the market continues to increase, you know, remember Savile's forecast is around a 21% increase in the next four to five years, then that gap between what you sell your property at and what you buy the next one is going to get bigger. So now's the time. Get your properties on the market. Forget the stamp duty, benefit from some real high demand levels and hopefully get out there and buy something yourself for a reasonable price. Um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode as ever. I love reading this sort of data because, you know, it lets us know what's happening with my own investments. Uh, I'm continuing to buy. I am still looking for off-market opportunities. So if there's anyone in the Northeast who has anything to sell, feel free to hit us up on social media or drop us an email or whatever. Um, I'm happy to come and have a look and make an offer on most properties. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, have a great month and we'll catch up very soon. Bye for now. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.